0: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Nilima Perasker, who is the founder of Snap It Solutions, which is a technology services and solutions company that she founded just a year ago in 2015. And her goal is to make a positive impact on underserved and underprivileged communities that aspire to promote STEM and bridge the digital inclusion. And she's going to talk to you a little bit about what that means. But They aim to achieve those goals with a three-pronged approach, which I'll also let Nilima talk to you about. We're just so happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Kelly. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so let's get right into what Snap-It Solutions does. I gave a very high-level overview there, but tell us more specifically what your company does. Absolutely.
2: When you talk about the three-pronged approach, what we're looking at is net-connected affordable devices, which come with prepaid internet loader for the entire year. Um, IT job trainings, which are oriented towards making you ready for a technology job, uh, especially in IT. Mm-hmm. And on-the-job mentoring, I, I, uh, I'm getting up to hire people on, into my company um, with good skills, may not have that experience, that everybody is looking for, mm-hmm. but have the right skills and then mentor them on my company to give them opportunity to do solutions. I have a very strong senior uh, team already in place who are ready to mentor and get those people rolling. Yeah. So I'm hoping that given the access, given the training, and given a uh, job opportunity, we'll put the right um, deserved candidate out of the situation
0: they're in. And that is so often the problem. You've got somebody who has great skills, but eh, you don't have the three to five years experience yeah. that we're looking for. And so your company uh, provides that uh, training ground, so mm-hmm. to speak, and, and helps them build that that resume. So in the year that you've been doing this, how how is that going? Are you finding very um, eager uh, participants? So uh, on the three approaches, mm-hmm. I have very good extremely
2: eager for expense on the devices side. I'm able to partner with non-profit organizations. Um, some of the profit organizations are very interested as well for profit uh, as well. So we are looking at some partnership deals right sure. now. Um, but um, there are opportunities for thousands
1: mm-hmm. to use these
2: devices, yes. especially K through 12. Yes. Um, I had a lot of charter schools interested in um, if they're already uh, using technology, they know that their students are going back to a home that doesn't have a computer, leave alone internet and a connection. Mm-hmm. And there are some households that do, does not have uh, space to put a desktop computer, right. even if there's that is free. Right. So these are the devices that I think would really get into that core community uh, where it is we are d- digitally divided. Mm-hmm. Most of our uh, companies need this 20% so p- of the population to join. 20%?
1: Yes. Okay.
2: Yes, that's what we're looking at. So that's one uh, approach which is very excited. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of um, uh, customers there um, and possible uh, customers in future. Um, IT job uh, trainings, I started one-on-one. I don't want to do it one-on-one. Um, I have people approaching me to do it one-on-one mm-hmm. with my uh, trainers, How do I train? I don't employ my trainers as full time. I bring them from the industry. They're already doing it. Uh, They're already experienced resources in big companies. They do it as their off job, you know, after hours, during work weeks.
1: Exactly.
2: And then a weekend. No, they don't want to. They compete. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, They get a good, nice vacation package um, for, you know, spending some time with a peer. Who has good, uh, ex- you know, uh, this expertise, interest uh, to get trained and get into that technology needed? I usually uh, interview them before mm-hmm. I place mm-hmm. my trainers to make sure I know which uh, aspect of the development life cycle they fit in, and that's when I connect them to the trainer okay. on the IT jobs.
0: And then you've got your third prong. The
2: third prong mm-hmm. is the solutions. Yes. Yeah. That's where, you know, I have not really employed people yet because my business is not as big as I. Okay, I'm already nine people right now subcontracting with them. I, I wish to increase more once I'm there. I would like to bring those people on and yes. get t- trained, and I have a couple of people in the pipeline.
0: Well, you've accomplished quite a lot in just <laughs> a year's time, so I, I know that you're you're on it. How did you come to this profession? What is your background, and why did you why were you called? I guess to to start it
2: So, I've been in IT industry for the past 16 years, mm-hmm. being in Kansas City, Overland Park area mostly. Uh, for all these 16 years Um, about three four years back um, I kind of had this feeling of okay I'm doing my day-to-day job great family everything is good but there's something on my there's something that is missing Mm -hmm. and I started searching I landed into this mentoring it is actually one day activity right introduce a girl to engineering day one of my friend invited me to be a mentor for a day's activity. After that day, I really felt that this is it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've it. been missing this. Mm-hmm. I've been missing this. I feel good about it. This kid who has been with me, uh, we had four, five girls, four to five girls, um, you know, this kid who was very silent pretty much the entire day, texts me and says, you've inspired me to become an engineer. Wow. So wow. that was my story. And that's when I said, I need to do more. I need to give back. I have this feeling of giving back. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm missing. Once I started doing that, I became STEM mentor, volunteer, you know, proponent of girls and women in technology. Cause I strongly believe that technology is a really well-nurtured ground if you use it the way you can um, to be able to be flexible, manage what you want. Um, Snapit was born out of the need to bridge this gap and an opportunity that was knocking at my door, both,
0: and that spoke to you personally, and that spoke yeah, to me pa- personally became your passion. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I've always known that I'll be an entrepreneur. I wanted mm-hmm. to be something that you know on my own. My ex employer, IBM, uh-huh. ha- I really hats off to the management. They had been very supportive. Until unless I'm going, not going off to there often, <laughs> they were very supportive to, you know, put me where I need to go. Um, so I had time to prepare for it. Um, I was uh, sponsored by many um, yeah, IBM by attending many conferences, being, uh, signing up for organizations, things like that. So I built my professional development uh, aspect, not just online courses, physically being there, mm-hmm. understanding, learning. After that, I understood what is the bridge that I need to, you know, what is, yes, it's a technology solutions company, but why am I different? Yeah. How do I find myself? Mm-hmm. How do I find a niche area? That's how I ended up in Snappit Solutions
0: what a story let's talk a little bit more about the digital divide uh first of all define what you mean by the digital divide i know you said that 20% of the population is mm-hmm. is outside of uh connectedness i guess right. but yes. but talk a little bit more about what you mean when you say the digital is it just lack of access to to the internet is it more than that uh, it's
2: a great question kelly you know yes. why? Because since 20 years, people have been trying to define oh, okay. what is digital divide. <laughs> kind of like what
0: is a small business. <laughs> and if you ask
2: different organizations, they'll give you a different response. Sure. But essentially, from my perspective, again, it's not laid out there, clear cut, that right. this is digital divide. But from my perspective, I see it as not having access to digital world, whether it be you know not having access to internet. Or not having access to being educated in that field, mm-hmm. or not having access to actually using it and improving their life. For example, they can. A lot of people are not comfortable paying their bills online. Right. That is a that's a uh, loss for not only just those, those families that are not being able to pay bills online, but also for those industries who want all their customers to just go online and pay it. Mm-hmm. So, we do have people who are getting, uh, you know, into that zone, even for-profit companies, big companies, Mm -hmm. saying, I need the rest of the 20% of the population here. So, there are committees here. I'm a member of that committee, uh, Digital Coalition Committee here in Kansas City. Uh, We meet every month in Central Library, um, and this is connected to the entire United States. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Yes, digital divide, to define it, not able to have connectivity, not using it in their life, not being able to be productive.
0: Right. That's my definition. Yeah, and, and, and you talked about some of the implications. A lot of times I think when we think about the digital divide, uh, in whatever way you want to define it, that we think it's, it's a lack of access that keeps – um, educational opportunities yes. uh, at bay, that it, uh, like you said, it, it thwarts productivity and a number of other things. But I don't know sometimes that we take it um, to the uh, level that you just described, where it even impacts uh, productivity and processes in larger companies. I think of it more on the individual level, uh, but those individuals who can't access it then uh, impact larger companies yes. and, and their processes and even maybe their pricing because they have to have redundancies built in. That's okay, right. here, 80% of the people we have um, online, but the other 20%, we have to build a whole different infrastructure or team to take care of that 20% it, of customers, Yeah, yeah it, which drives pricing up.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. So I have these devices here. Another opportunity that
2: I was talking to you about, knocked on my door, is um, a company called Datavent. Mm-hmm. It's based out of Canada but it's a global company. I met their execs here in Kansas City on a summit or one of the conferences. I kept in touch with them. I didn't know really what it was leading me to. Mm-hmm. When I put up uh, solutions, since because of my um, you know, partnership, I mean my relationship with them, it turned out to be a partnership agreement. Good. So now I'm in a partnership agreement to be their primary dealer distributor for United States for these tablets. They're, they are on a mission to connect 3 billion people in the world. Wow. Hopefully I can connect a couple million yeah. here in the United States.
0: <laughs> what do you think, obviously SNAP-IT is part of the solution, uh, but what do you think that as a nation we have to do to bridge this digital divide? You Being conscious
1: mm-hmm.
0: about there is a
2: divide because mm-hmm. I was in that th- 13 years I was in this uh, gala world that all kids definitely carry iPads. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an iPhone or a Samsung or whatever they prefer. No, it's not right. Their kids being killed out there mm-hmm. because they have an iPad or a pad or a technology that is very expensive. Right, kind of uh, like the Nike shoes it. from exactly. a couple of decades
0: ago. If you and had the Nike
2: shoes, yeah. Kids out there l- l- leaning on school walls. Wanting to get access to Internet, knowing that is good. Mm -hmm. If that speaks to you, do something about it. There are
0: so many resources out there. So awareness is always the beginning of solving a problem. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk a little bit now about STEM. I recently attended a panel discussion on STEM, and one of the takeaways that I had from it was that the reason that women sometimes do not i mean there there's many reasons but the one that i really took away is that if i go into stem i'm going to be stuck in a little cubicle somewhere coding in an isolated kind of environment all day long every day that's not for me and some of the women on the panel and even in the room because it was a fairly open session said we have to start helping connect uh, the idea of going into stem with solving social problems because that's one of the things that appeals to women that's going to help improve sewer conditions in a developing country what you're doing and i'd just like to see what your thoughts on that are that is awesome so why do you think i'm going
2: towards the general public who doesn't have experience and saying if you have the test i'll train you and i'll hire you
1: Mm -hmm. i need that creativity yes
2: as long, as long as the creativity juices are flowing, whatever industry you're in, yes, we need those people who are more creative. We actually need people who are not somebody who likes to sit in a cubicle and code. That's also awesome. Mm-hmm. There are people who do that, and they're very good at it, and they like to do it. But if you're somebody who do- doesn't like to do that, you want to be out and about, understand the real-world problems, but bring them into technology to solve it, that's the perfect marriage. That's where we are going towards. That's where I'm going towards. I need those people who are on the ground, understanding different verticals of the industry, having the experience that they have using the technology but never have been in the technology and maybe uh, we're not a tester or an analyst or a designer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Imagine, Kelly, these people coming in saying, I've used it for 10 years. I know what's wrong with it. Okay, now, now give them uh, some skill sets. Right. Right? And then ask them to do a design document or a requirements document or test it. Mm-hmm. Now look at your product.
0: Yes yes and and to get those kinds of insights, another uh that, that was a, a barrier, it was kind of a self-inflicted barrier, so to speak, uh, the, having the, a different mindset about or misconception of what uh, the STEM industries offer women. But another barrier was uh, really more external, and that was that women just aren't wanted in it. I mean, I know that yeah. you and I are very much aware that women have a lot to bring to these industries, oh, yeah. but there's there's a, you know, kind of a, for lack of a better word, good old boy network there in many cases. Mm-hmm. I don't want to gen- overgeneralize, but um, are you seeing that? Are you seeing that starting to change within companies that, that they're actually seeking women out and, and wanting uh, mm-hmm. them to come to them? Um...
2: So in my
0: experience, mm-hmm. if you know what you want
2: to do and if, you're, if you do your research, I think out there there's so much of opportunities. Kelly, yes. you, you and I are sitting on the land of opportunities. Yes. It's for both men and women.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Most of it is inside your brain. Sure. telling you that I'm probably not going to fit in here
1: mm-hmm.
2: just because they don't look like you. So what? You're working with kids. They don't look like you. <laughs> Does that make you feel that you don't fit in? You go in there and teach them. That's what you do. You go into an organization which is full of male, uh, you know, men-dominated area. You go in there and bring a perspective. You do not tell yourself that I don't belong here. Until unless explicitly somebody tells you that, let's deal with it offline, one on one. But do not let that thing get into your brain. That's where it starts. At least for me.
0: Okay. And that's been that's been your experience. Yes. And you know, it's it's a message that um I think needs to get out there because uh it, it's very easy to say, I don't want to fight that battle and, and go on and do something yeah, different. Yeah. Okay. Find a mentor.
1: Yeah.
2: If that's what you're going through, find a mentor. There are a lot of women out there who are ready to mentor. Very strong, very mm-hmm. capable. You're very lucky to be in Kansas City. There are you know, oh, fabulous yeah. women here in Kansas there, City.
0: There absolutely are. Uh, why did you decide to name the company Snap It? Where did that come from?
2: There's not much of logic <laughs> behind it. <laughs> but the, we wanted to find an easy name to the company uh, that speaks what we are looking for, um, essentially, all of the three elements are quick. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have the century to turn around on this. Right. Technology is changing. Yes. And we need to be able to access and change and be go from one point to another quicker.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: with that perspective in our mind, that's how you know uh, me and my family essentially pitched into the name. It's not just me coming up with this name. Um, but that's what it does.
0: Right. And and for people who are listening, they can't see how it's spelled. It's SNAP with a capital I-T, so quick technology. Yes. Uh, but it's pronounced SNAP-IT. So, yes. no, I, I like that. You serve. You've mentioned it. You've referenced it several times here. You serve on various boards and committees. Talk to us about the giving back aspect of that and, and what that does to not only help build your company but um, build community. Um, it's definitely – For me, personally, I think a
2: lot of people look at it serving on boards as building the community. Yes, Absolutely. No Mm -hmm. doubt about that. It's a lot of work to do. It is. But then, if not that, how will you get exposed to such a wonderful community that you're in? And
1: how Mm -hmm. would you
2: change it or make it a better place if you're not involved? Yes. By doing that, you're actually changing yourself, improving yourself, making yourself put in places where you're not comfortable in to start off with and become more comfortable in a very, you know, much welcomed and warm place. Um, So if you're thinking, oh, that's a lot of time, you let your people, community know that this is the time I can devote. If it's once in six months, so be it. Once in a year, so be it if it's once every month so be it mm-hmm. there are various opportunities that you can involve um if you want to give back there is definitely many other choices
0: yes and and there are so many uh, organizations that would be so appreciative yeah. uh even if you just have a, like you say short amount of time to offer it's it's very welcome if you speaking of if there was anything that someone who's listening today could do to help your company what is what is it what would you be seeking
2: i definitely would like the name of the company to go out there saying snapit solutions is a technology solutions company that is on a mission to solve a communal problem community problem trying to bridge the divide so if that goes out there and the ask i have is if you are a, a decision maker in a non-profit organization or a schools or universities, please contact me. There is so much we can talk mm-hmm. about making it better for your school, your students, your members. I really want to work
0: with you. Okay, so you're looking for advocates and you're also looking for those that you can Division help. Makers, Absolutely. Yeah. And how would they get in touch with you? It's info at it dot solutions. Info at snapit.solutions, and uh, you can uh, also go out to their website at snapit.solutions, find out all about what the company does. I know we've had a very brief time to talk about it today, but there's so much more to learn about your company.
2: And there is a way on the website that you can actually set up an appointment with Ah, me directly.
0: All right, so go out and make that appointment. Thank you so much for being here today to share your story. And Thank you, And we, we wish you all the best.
2: Thank you so much.
0: And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.